Hey, today we are wrapping up our sermon series we've been in for the last several weeks called Paper Walls. And chances are along the way at some point in your life you've probably heard it said uh, there are two kinds of people in the world, right? In fact, you've probably heard it so many times that that's the only part of it that you remember because there's something seemingly different after that. And whatever comes after that is, is the what, right? I think it was originally attributed to Mark Twain. He was the first one to kind of popularize that, that quote that there are two kinds of people in the world. And whatever follows is generally some sort of oversimplification. But that's okay because simple things are sticky things. Simple things um, are, are, are sticky. And sometimes it's better to oversimplify things and, and understand it than it is to kind of make it all complicated and tease it all out. A couple of examples of, of what I'm talking about. Uh, there are two types of people in the world. Those who pay interest and those who make interest. Anybody ever heard that one right? Nobody's ever heard that one? Wow. Like I th- that was one I've heard a lot. I thought that was easy. But it's, it's an oversimplification. Well, let's try this one. Uh, there are two types of people. Those who are morning people and those who shoot morning people. Anybody ever heard that one? And just by the way, those two people generally end up married to each other. There are two types of people. Those who follow the rules and those who make the rules. There are two types of people. Those who love to talk and those who hate to listen. Last one, I think this one's from, I think this is the one that Mark Twain uh, popularized. He said there are two types of people in the world. Those who have accomplished something and those who claim to have accomplished something. And he would say that that first group is the less crowded of the two groups. The, the point is simply this, that, that oversimplification of things are actually startling. Uh, it causes us to think. So here's another one to get us into today's topic. There are two kinds of people in the world. Those who make a difference and those who make excuses. There, there are two types of people, those who make a difference and those who make excuses. So the question is, is which kind of person do you want to be? Do you want to be the kind of person that makes the world better? The kind of person that makes a difference in the world? The kind of person that makes the people around you better? Or do you want to be the type of person who, who lives behind what we've called paper walls, where you've just kind of walled yourself in, the, the people that, that make excuses and hide behind those excuses that we disguise as reasons. But at the end of the day, we know what they really are. They're just excuses. So like I said, we're wrapping up our series today, Paper Walls. And we said throughout this series that there are certain things that need to be uh, carried with us from year to year. We, we should, uh, from season to season, we should take good friends with us. We should always have good friends and good habits and, and those kind of things. But there are things that also need to be left behind, things that we need to get rid of and that we don't need to carry with us from one season to the next, from one year to the next. And specifically, we're talking about excuses. And we've said throughout this series that excuses are a lot like paper walls, like this paper wall back here. That, that from a distance, it looks like an actual object, that, that, an, an actual obstacle, something that would hold us back, something that would keep us from moving forward. But when you get real close to it, you can see that it's just that, a paper wall. And, and we present it to ourselves that way as, as, a, as an obstacle. And, and we present it that way to other people, don't we? And then before we know it, our excuses, our, our excuses become our Becauses, and we've said this throughout the whole series, that our becauses are, are the things that we retreat to when certain topics come up, when certain people come up, when uh, certain challenges come up. The, the becauses that we hide behind and defend ourselves with. And it's kind of the, the, well, why don't you do this? Well, because. Well, why don't you try this? Well, because. Why don't you talk to them about this? Well, because. Why don't you forgive them? Well, because. And, and, and often, as we've said, because isn't really the, the cause 
The because is just masquerading as an excuse, uh, masquerading as, an ex- as a cause that is really just an excuse. So in this series, we've asked this question, is it possible? Is it possible that you are missing out because you have walled yourself in? Is it possible that there is something on the other side of your excuses that is good? Is there something on the other side of your excuses that you would benefit from? Is there something on the other side of your excuses that would allow the people around you to be better, that would make your relationships better? Is there something that you're missing out on because you've walled yourself in with excuses, these paper walls that you've manufactured and you've yet to figure out how to move on? And here's the truth. The truth is most of our paper walls or most of our excuses, they're based in fear. Our fear comes from several things. Oftentimes our fear for, for excuses. It, it just comes from our, our past experiences. There's something that we experienced in the past and we don't ever want to experience that again. And, and so it might not be the exact same circumstances, but, but it creates that same sense of fear. And so if, that, if something similar to that comes up, we just automatically we retreat to our becauses. And, and this is why we can't do that and we're not going to do that and we're not going to experience that again. Maybe it's a fear of abandonment or fear of failure, a fear of just being embarrassed or, or ashamed. You know, I'll tell you, most of the time, I don't even think that we know where our fear comes from. We, we just have it. There's something that just triggers our because narratives. And we just go there over and over and over. And so off we go, and then we never grow. And we're stuck because you should know this, that, that excuses, they're like kryptonite to your soul. They will kill you from the inside out. They kill us on the inside because we're not able to do the thing that we were created to be. We're not able to be the person that God has intended us to be. And we're, and we're going to see in just a few minutes that excuses, and we don't do this on purpose, but excuses, they, they make us small. And excuses, they ultimately make us selfish. And relationally, they make us unavailable because excuses are fueled by a lie or lies that we tell ourselves. And then because of our excuses, the world misses out on you. And it's all because you have allowed, or, or maybe I have allowed, that excuse to become the boss of me, a tyrant, a king. A king that says, you can't try that, you'll fail. A, 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 a tyrant that says, you can't do that, you know what happened last time. Uh, you shouldn't, you know, somebody else has already tried that, somebody else already wrote that, somebody else already started something like that, and they failed at that, so you should, shouldn't even try, you should just give up right now. And so you miss out, and the world misses out on you. But here's the worst thing. Worse than any of those is you run the risk of missing out on God's plan for you. You know, the, probably the thing that I get asked most as a minister is, is one of two questions. It's, how do I know what God's plan for my life is? Or, or even further than that is, is there a plan for my life? Does God have a plan for my life? Listen to what the Apostle Paul wrote in a letter to, to Christians living in Ephesus. He wrote this back in the first century. Listen to what he says to them and, and what he says to me and to you as well. It's, it's in Ephesians chapter 2. He says this. He says, for we are God's creation. Now, now think about this for a moment. Anything that's created, and, and I think you know this, anything that is created is created with a purpose in mind. Anything that is, is created, it's created with a purpose of mind. Anything that's created, it, it's a means to an end. It, it's not the thing, but it's created as a means to an end. In fact, the thing that gives anything meaning is that it's a means to an end, and, that, and that's not the thing. So if, if, any, if you in any sense believe that God is a creator God, that, that God is, that He created you, then that means that you have been created with purpose. Because everything that's created is created as a means to an end. Think about that for a moment. You maybe have never thought about that, that you are created 
with purpose, as a means to an end. But then the Apostle Paul, he drops back and he addresses a subset of God's creation. And he says this, he says, we're all God's creation. Some of us, because of a choice that we've made, he says, create it in Christ Jesus. Or maybe we, we might say recreate it in Christ Jesus. But he says, for we're all God's creation, create it in Christ Jesus. And the Apostle Paul, that's, that's his code for uh, his terminology for new covenant. Anytime you see Paul say in Christ, he's talking about this new covenant, about where people who have embraced Jesus, they, they're involved in this new covenant. When, when Jesus said, I've come to establish a, a relationship between God and man, and I'm the mediator of this new covenant, this brand new covenant. And in this covenant, the only way that you get into it is by placing your faith in me. It's not like the old covenant where, where only the Jews could be in it, and, and if you want to become a Jew, then you had to be circumcised. It's not like that at all. The only way that you get into this new covenant is by placing your faith in me. And there's only one rule to this new covenant. You're to love other people, as Jesus says, as I have or as I am about to love you. Paul says that's the only rule. Jesus says that's the only rule to this new covenant. Love other people as I have loved you. And the Apostle Paul says that everyone is created by God, which means everybody has a purpose. And let me pause right there for just a moment so that you catch all of what he's saying here. Everybody created by God. That doesn't just mean everybody who looks like me. Right? Other people, people that maybe I don't like, or people that are in a different tax bracket than me, people that maybe have a set of, different set of values than me. Everybody, notice what he's saying here. Everybody, there is no exception to this. Everybody is created by God. And the Apostle Paul would say if you're a Christian and you've been, it's even more important for you because you've been created with a special purpose that always goes beyond you. Because the new covenant marching orders is to live our lives in such a way that we make the world a better place and and we make the people around us better. And so here's what he says. He says, for we are God's creation, created in Christ Jesus. And check this next part out. To do good works. This This is what we were created for. We were created in Christ Jesus to do good works. That means that God has something for for you to do. That God has a to-do list for you. And this isn't about being good just for the, for the sake of goodness. Excuse me. Or even just for the sake of the new covenant. This is about being good for the sake of the people around you. For the world's sake. And then listen to how he caps this off. And this, is, this I think, is the most powerful part of this. It should move us all beyond our excuses. He says, which God prepared in advance for us to do. Re- read this all together. For we are God's creation created in Christ Jesus to do good works, which God prepared in advance for us to do. Think about that for a moment. This is why it's called good news. Because anything that's good news, is you, you honestly, you want to believe it uh, is, is true even before you know that it's true, right? You, you want to believe it's true even before you have all the facts, before you know that it's true. I mean, imagine how good this news is. That God who breathed the universe into existence. That the God who created everything created you and knows you and has a purpose for your life. What if God has a plan and a purpose for your life? And what if you're missing it? Or you're missing part of it because you're hiding out and you're excusing out. And you're opting out for that good purpose that, that you have, that God has for your life because of fear and because of insecurity, because of something that somebody labeled you a long time ago, because of something in your past that just undermined your self-esteem and, and undermined your belief in yourself. And all of which would be, 
Look, if anybody were to hear your story, and you come up here and tell your story, and everybody would, would say, man, what a story that is, and you've got good reason to, to, to not do this or to hold back from that. Anybody that would, would hear your story would, would understand. But what if that's holding you back from the thing that God has created you to do? And that God has created you, the person that God has created you to be. Excuses, and, and we don't think of it this way, but, but I think it's true. Excuses are really just a subtle way of refusing to take responsibility for our lives. Excuses are, are really just a subtle way of, of refusing to take responsibility. And the reason that I, I think you know that to be the, is the case is because you've seen people who have excused their irresponsibility with, with excuses. And you look at them and what they could be and what they should be and what they should do and the opportunities that come their way and they miss out on it. And you feel like, goodness, man, you're just you're being so irresponsible with, with the opportunities and with the gifts that, that have come your way. But it's even worse for those of us, maybe I should say more important for those of us who are Jesus followers. Because for Jesus followers, excuses can become a subtle way of resisting the will of God. For our lives. Just a simple case in point. We've been commanded to forgive. And if you were to come up here again and tell your story. And all of us would hear your story and we'd go wow. That's a real reason to not forgive. And we would all understand it, right? We, you, know, you could tell us about a past experience where, where somebody just hurt you for no good reason. And we, you could get up here and you could tell us about it. And we would all say, man, that makes sense why they, why they won't forgive that person. But your Savior, not me. So be mad at Jesus, all right? Not me. Your Savior would say, no, it's a paper wall. And I've got something for you. And you're missing out on what I have for you because you're hiding. Understandably, but you're hiding behind your excuses. And so our paper walls, our excuses have the potential to cause us to miss God's will for our lives. That's why this is such a big, big deal. And so to wrap, it, wrap our series up, here's what I want to do. I want to give you five not-so-easy steps for breaking through paper walls that, that hold us back. But before we start with this list, I, I just want to give a, a, one little disclaimer, or, or maybe really it's a warning. Um, if you work through this list that we're going to talk about, and if you take it seriously, you should know that you're going to get your feelings hurt. In fact, you're going to hurt your own feelings. You're going to have to hurt your own feelings. But if you will be honest with these questions, if you'll be honest with this process... You're going to discover something about you that, that may have the potential to change the whole trajectory of your life. It'll certainly en- enrich your relationships. So, so here's step number one. And we're going, to, we're going to jump in these quick. Step number one is you got to identify them. You have to identify them. You can't abandon an, an excuse until, that you fail to identify. And, and the best way to identify an excuse, and we've talked about this, the best way to identify an excuse is just to get into the habit of listening to your becauses. Listen to your becauses. I I can't because I quit because I won't because I have this debt because I'm out of shape because the reason I don't exercise because. Listen to your becauses because we have a tendency. It's a rut in the road. We we just go to the same becauses over and over and over, right? And and when you catch yourself becausing and you realize, you know what? I, I think I say this just about every time this topic comes up or just about every time this situation comes up. Here's what I want you to do. Write it down. Write it down, even, even if it doesn't make sense, even if you know immediately, oh, that's, that, that's a, an excuse. Write it down, because then you'll know it's an excuse. So step one is you just you got to identify them. Step number two, I said we're going to move through these quickly, all right? Step number two is, and this is the one where you're probably going to hurt your own feelings, okay? You need to interrogate your becauses. This is where you begin to ask the question, why? 
For, for example, why do I immediately opt for, for that particular because? That, that's, that's your, you're going to interrogate your becauses. You, you got a, you, you got a because or maybe several becauses. And so you're going to ask these becauses some questions. I get this kind of confusing with all the becauses, right? But, but you got to understand why you immediately opt for, for that certain excuse. You need to know, why do I make an excuse whenever, whenever that topic comes up or that part of my past comes up or that relationship comes up, that, that issue comes up? Why do I immediately go to that because? And so you got to ask really hard questions like why and like what am I afraid of? And we say, well, I'm not afraid of anything. Okay, well, everybody's afraid of something, so just get over that one, okay? What am I afraid of? Or who am I afraid of? Or is there somebody that I'm afraid of? Ask yourself, and, and I know this could be hard, ask yourself, am I just being lazy? Am I refusing to move forward because I'm just being lazy? Which means, am I just being selfish because lazy and selfish generally go together? Am I just being insecure? And don't move ahead until you have an answer. Until you've interrogated your becauses. And here's why this is so important. Because your answer, if you'll do this, your answer will clarify whether or not this is an actual reason. Because there are some actual reasons why we don't do certain things. And, if it's an, and, and your answer to these questions will, will determine if it's an actual reason or made-up reason. If it's an actual brick wall or, or just a paper wall. And here's the thing. Answering why is going to reduce the power of the excuse. Anytime we bring an excuse into light, you know what it does? You know what happens? It gets lighter. It gets lighter and it gets smaller and it gets sillier. It begins to look more and more ridiculous. It it becomes disposable. Suddenly, it's so much easier to leave behind. So we got to interrogate our becauses. Third step is this, is just relabel them. That's not a reason, all right? That's that's not, you, you look in the mirror and you just tell yourself, you know what, that's not a reason, that's an excuse, that, that's not a reason, it's an excuse. My because is not the cause. That, that's not really the reason I'm doing that. That's not really the reason that, that I'm saying that. That's not really the reason that I respond that way. It's, it's an excuse. And, and say it out loud. You know, tell yourself out loud, that's an excuse. And here's the thing, and, and I think you know this. this is, if this is, you say it out loud and you say, this is an excuse that I created. This is an excuse. This is a paper wall that I built. This is a, 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 a reason that's not an actual reason. It's, it's, I've created this. You know what the, the very lib- great liberating news about all of that is? Is that if you created this paper wall, guess what you can do with it? You can tear that paper wall down. You can get rid of it. You don't have to be a prisoner. You don't have to be a victim to any of that stuff anymore. You don't have to be a prisoner to your past. You don't have to be a victim and, and be labeled by anything that happened that you failed once at. You're not going to be a prisoner to any of that stuff because you've been created by God with a purpose and you've got stuff to do. You've got stuff to do. You've got people to talk to and people to share the gospel with. There's something out there for you, but you've got to quit hiding behind these paper walls. You've got to start tearing the walls down and move on with your life. If I'm, create, if I'm a creation and I've been created by God, it means I am, I'm a means to an end. And I want to know what that end is. I'm not going to spend my life hiding behind some paper wall and live my whole life and get to the end and never know what I was ultimately born to be a means to an end for. Or maybe more importantly, for whom I was born to be a means to an end for. I've got a life to live. I've got a world to improve. And once you tear those walls down and move past those walls, then you're on your way. 
And there's nobody else to blame. There's no, there's no other reason to hide. Now you hold all the cards. Now you're in the driver's seat. You, you cut ties with the lies, right? You, you've disabled all the labels. I could probably give you some more things that rhyme, but, but you get the point, right? The point is you're willing to, to make this discovery. Once you're willing to step into this and acknowledge it and acknowledge it with yourself, the, the, truth, the truth begins to do what? Begins to set you free. Free to be, free to be and free to love and free to do. And free to be fully who God made you fully to be. So step number four. And this is the nail in the coffin. In fact, if you don't do anything else and you realize that you've got a paper wall in your life, just one, if you've identified one excuse and maybe, bef- maybe you've known it for years, if you'll just take this one excuse and you'll do step number four with this, it might give you the energy and the courage to punch through. Step number four is to answer this question. What do I lose if I continue to excuse? What, what do I lose if I continue to excuse? What, what do I give up? What do I walk away from? What do I miss out on? What do, what, do I, what do I give up? Who do you give out? Who do you miss out on? What, who ends up missing out on you? Who, who for your entire marriage or your entire relationship is going to wonder if they're ever going to have all of you? What is the price that you're paying for living behind that paper wall? What's that one excuse costing you? And I'm telling you, if you, you write this down and and you say, here's what I lose. You know, here, here's what I lose. Here's what I'm giving up. Here, here's the risk I run. Here's what, I, here's what I'm certain you'll discover. Is that price, that price is just too high. Because there, there are no do-overs. There are no do-overs in the arenas of life that matter the most. You only, you only get to raise her once, right? You only get to raise him once. They only leave home once. Twice, maybe three times. But eventually they leave home, right? And you're going to lose some influence with them. And I mean, these are fleeting opportunities. You only get one first marriage, right? You only get one body to take care of. And if you don't take care of your body now, you know what you're assuming? You're assuming that some other body is going to take care of your body later. And at the end of your life, you realize all those reasons that I gave for not taking care of my health, they were paper walls. And it's too late to go back. All those excuses I gave for not managing my finances, more responsibility, paper walls. And it's too late to go back. All those excuses I gave for not reconnecting or not forgiving, not reconciling, all of those were just paper walls. And and now it's too late to go back because the arenas of life that matter the most, when time is gone, oftentimes opportunity is gone as well. And you don't want to live like that. You don't want to get to the end of your life and look back on regret. You know what regret is? Regret is I should have, I could have, but I didn't. I should have and I could have, but I didn't. And every single time somebody confronted me about what I should have done or what I could have done, I, I had an answer, but my becauses weren't the cause. They were just paper walls. So you're going to ask yourself, what do I lose if I continue to excuse? And then the last one, step number five, and this one's just for extra credit. It's tell somebody. Just tell somebody. You know, you know what I realized, honey, or you know what I realized, group? I, I realized, you know, whoever it is. Every time this comes up, I, I go to my because, I retreat to, to my because, I retreat to my paper wall, and I just want you to know that I've recognized that this is an excuse. I've, I've lived with this for years, but I'm not living with it anymore. I realize that this is an excuse, it's a paper wall that I've been hiding behind, and I'm done with it. Because my because is not the cause. Isn't that how you want to live? Isn't that how we want our children to live? Uh, imagine, I mean, I mean this, this is hard to imagine, but think about, it. what if everybody in our community decided to live this way? 
I mean, imagine if everybody just came clean with their excuses. What would happen in our world or in our community or our nation or, or let's think even smaller. What would happen just within our families? So just tell somebody. Tell them, I'm, I'm, I'm being accountable. I'm getting rid of my excuses. Last thing, and I've kind of said this, but I just want to say it one more time. If you don't deal with this, if you don't identify your excuses, you're going to excuse your life away. And that's just too high of a price to pay. You were created by God to be a means to an end. And until you discover what that end is, there's always going to be something missing in you because you were made. You, you are made in the image of God. You are an image bearer. You are a purpose bearer. And anything that's an obstacle to discovering what that end is, what, what I'm supposed to be doing, you just need to get rid of it. You were created to do something in this world, for the world, for the people of the world. So can we just decide, you know what? No more excuses. No more hiding. I, I'm, I'm going to make up my mind. No more paper walls. From, from now on, I'm just going to admit it. You, you know, I said because I just want... I, I want to stop and say that that's not really the cause. My because is no longer the cause, and I'm not going to hide behind that any longer. The, the real reason, it, it just scares me. The real reason is it just reminds me. The real reason is I'm afraid of what's on the other side. The real reason is I don't even know why I say that, but I want to stop myself and let you know that that's not a reason. It's an excuse. Because after all, there are two kinds of people in the world. There are people who are not you, and there's someone that is you. And only you can do what God has created you to do. And you don't want to miss that. You don't want to miss that. So let's just be done with paper walls. Let's be done with ex excuses because life's too short. The world is too broken and God is too great. So would you identify them? Would you be willing to interrogate them? Would you relabel them? Would you spend some time considering what you're giving up and what you're losing out on if you don't? And then... Let's just be done with them. Because God has a purpose and a plan for your life. And until you're willing to get rid of your excuses, until you're ready to, to punch through that paper wall, you'll never fulfill the purpose that God has for you. But God has a purpose for you. Let me pray for us.